This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet 50 bucks at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app or visit WYNN.com and start winning today. And we're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And, of course, don't forget to go download the SGPN app for all of our free picks and podcasts. All right, welcome back, DJs, for a very quick recap of the Byron Nelson and a preview of the PGA Championship. It's major week, baby. Let's fucking go with your boy, Boston Capper, with the God of God himself. Steve Shermer, Steve, you ready? I am ready. I'm very ready to move on for that bullshit Byron Nelson tournament <laughs> where I knew my car was garbage from the jump. I apologize to everybody, but you know what? My track record of handicapping these birdie fest where everybody's going low is not very good, but we're going to have a real field this week and a real golf course. And I'm much more optimistic. So, yeah. uh, I'm a little down what happened. Uh, you're, I'm you, good. You were up and down last week, but you yeah. had some big scores. So why yeah. don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. the first round lineup units, right? So that was a beautiful thing. Uh, the rest of the card, absolutely fucking blanked. Um, I mean, blank blanks. Possibly. When's the last thing that happened? I was about to say, I don't think this ever happened. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's ever happened. So, <laughs> I, just like Steve, I do probably not great other than Neiman. I thought Neiman was sure to lock my, my fucking top 20 up. Uh, so I immediately went to matchups. I went 10 of 11 on matchups, uh, over the weekend. So, uh, that was nice because I bet those at a unit piece. So, uh, I ended up up for the weekend and then second week MME in, uh, came in fifth in the, uh, the mini, uh, mini max. Uh, so hey, I, I, I like my results so far, and I would have took down 50k in the big one. So I don't know if I can, uh, I can do this for another couple of months and uh, convince the old lady to uh, let me just do this for a living. That would be nice. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can upgrade our studio too. That, that's right. <laughs> yeah, AKA my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, I so in full disclosure, I was on the golf course most of the day. Uh, I basically celebrated my birthday a week late. I didn't really watch much of this tournament. I saw Cage Lee is now Mr. Byron Nelson, Mr. TPC. Are they going to change to the TPC Cage Lee? Yo, bro, he hit this fucking four iron. I think okay. it was on twelve. Uh, what's the not twelve? What's the which one was the uh, scorable uh, par five? I don't, they're all scorable. No, no, no. The par fives that were actually scorable. <laughs> yeah, whatever, number nine, a four hundred seventy yard no, par five. No, number no, nine. No, no, no. What a joke that is. I don't care if it's into the wind. Uh, that should not be a par five. That's fine, fine, w- whatever. But he he hit this beautiful fucking four iron out of the rough to like six feet. And like he knew he hit it so it was on a down slope too, and he like ran across the fairway to try to see where it landed. It was an absolute beautiful fucking thing. Yeah, it's twelve. So he hit it on twelve. And it was like, yeah, that was it. Like you could kind of tell. And he made so many clutch, like six to twelve foot par putts, like going downhill, coming down the stretch. Occasionally a hundred percent deserved this win. He grinded it out. He played Fucking great this weekend. All right. Well, congratulations to him. Um, guys did not play great today. Uh, the aforementioned Joaquin Neiman. What a bum. What an asshole. What a I'll bum. I'll go a step further than that. <laughs> I was in the car with my buddy Jay and we're just sweating it. We're like, how is Neiman plus two at this 
bullshit golf course. Terrible. And then JT, how the hell did he manage to push with Xander? That's it's not so much on JT. It was just that Xander. Was I know. Well, I mean, nuclear. I know, but JT had like what a six stroke lead on him. That sucks. Yeah, but I mean, with nuclear day, what are you gonna do? All right. Like, what are you gonna do? I know. So, all right, I'm ready to move on. Are you Are you ready to move on? I'm ready, baby. All right. Let's talk about some quick notes about the field before we get into the golf course and betting strategy. So, um, I think the only like real contenders who are going to m- not play this week are Sung Jay. Oh, is he officially out? He's not officially out, but it's not looking good. So basically what happened was he tested positive. I didn't even know he was over in Korea going to go play an event over there. Yeah. Pop for COVID. Korea's got very, South Korea has very strict COVID rules. I'm pretty sure North Korea probably has stricter rules. Well, North Korea has a lot of strict <laughs> rules in general. But in South Korea, they have very strict rules. So he had, I don't know exactly what the rules were, but I, I guess there were, it was, it was, it was to be determined if he was going to go in quarantine or not. If he had to, then yeah, he was probably going to miss the PGA. I don't know what the update is on it, but it's not good. Wow. Which is too bad. Poor Sanjay. I kind of liked him. Southern Hills. Yeah, he, fit, he yeah. fits nicely. He fits very nicely, as we're going to talk about. Um, Paul Casey, I think, did everybody did a favor and withdrew today. I wish I wish he fucking didn't. I wish he waited until after lock again and all the Paul Casey fucking slappies uh, that, as Matthew Wiley calls them, can just fucking just eat it again. Like, but, pe- people who bet on him and, and, and then complain after he withdraws are the worst people. Like, you know what you're getting. Like, I know what I get when I bet the guys who I bet. You know what you're getting when you put your money behind Paul Casey. I don't hear you cry about it. What is it? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me three times, fuck Paul Casey. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's the old Brian. Yeah. All right, so there's that. Um, Phil Mickelson's not going to play. Uh, basically, I think the PGA told him to go away again. It's such bullshit, man. I know, but you know I think what? Listen, whatever. We don't have to get on a tangent, but the fact that like they, these they've let them they let these guys go over and play in Saudi all the time, and until there's been a rival tour, now it's a fucking moral issue. Go fuck yourself. Like it, that's not what it's about at all with the PGA. So they can get off their high horse and fuck off. Like it's well, about, I don't think it's just have a Saudi thing. I mean, a lot of his gambling stuff came to light last. Oh year. please, everybody's known he's gambled forever. It, I get it, it. I get it, but like it's not. He is basically. A PR dumpster fire right now. Uh, I don't. Yeah. So I don't know. Whatever, man. Everybody's always known it forever. And I, I wonder who leaked those stories. You know what I mean? Like it, it's. I don't know. It's just the same old bullshit. Whatever. Like I, I think it's bullshit that he's not allowed to come back and, and do it. And uh, I don't know. I think Barney Hands a cocksucker too. So whatever. Who cares? All right. And then Tiger's gonna play. Yeah. Shocking. Um. I don't think either of us are really going to talk about him much this week, other than no. some props. Ten seconds. What's your expectation for Tiger this week? I don't know. Maybe even make the cut. Maybe if that. Like I have no expectation. Okay. He's not even in my thought process. All right. I I don't think he's going to do well this week. I think this is going to go kind of poorly for him. I I don't. I, don't, I wish he didn't play this. I don't know. I mean, listen, I don't. He, I don't see the upside of him playing this tournament. He's Tiger, so listen, maybe he fucking plays well. It's Tiger. Like, I don't know. You, you can never underestimate this guy. You know what I mean? So, I don't know, but he's not on my card. Like, whatever. I, know. I mean, I think it's one thing to play Augusta that, you know, like the back of your hands that doesn't have any rough versus Southern Hills that's going to be hot and have three-inch Bermuda rough and is going to punch everybody in the mouth all week. 
Is it going to be that high though? I mean, I know it's going to be thick, but is it going to be that high? It's. I think. I, I think it's going to be two and a half to three. Yeah, it's fine. But I'll know when the GCSAA puts out their official thing. But it's from everything I have read about Southern Hills, the Bermuda Rough is thick and wirely, and that is a very big key thing that we're going to talk about tonight. Um, I think there might be something that maybe people are going to underrate uh, okay. this week. And there's a couple examples of other PGAs with similar setups that I think we can't ignore. So why don't we take a break and then we'll start getting into it. All right, listen, you guys got to make sure you get down on the win bet, $50 to win, $200 promotion. We have $50 bet. Qualifies to win up to $200 in free bets. Plus, win bet casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And, of course, don't forget involved. Don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with Win's own Build Your Own Bet feature. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose, or push a three-leg or longer parlay in the Build Your Own Bet between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs as the Celtics just moved forward and stuffed Giannis in a dumpster. Ah, so there's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit WYNNBet.com to get started. The offer is subject to change terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, let's get into this golf course. So in full disclosure, as I mentioned, uh, last couple days I was working hard on doing my column. Yeah. Today, good call. Good thank call. you. I appreciate that. Today, I was basically tied up all day. So I'm not quite as prepared today. A lot of what I'm going to talk about tonight, I already talked about in my column. There are three really good ve- videos that I recommend everybody watch. Number one is Every Hole at Southern Hills with the narrator did a great job and oh, with every drone video, like flyover. Gives you a great idea what these guys are going to play this week. Uh, some other tips about the golf course. Apparently, um, I think on 15, if you watch that video, I forget who it was, but somebody called in a death threat against whoever was leading, uh, I think like the 1971 PGA or like oh, US what? Open or PGA or something. And the FBI like swarmed the course and they had the snipers everywhere. And whoever was leading is like, I'm not stopping play. I'm going to keep going. And the FBI agents were like, we'll shoot you. If you try and play, and the guy's like, make me. And he ended up just playing the rest of the whole thing. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. I never heard that story. It's pretty crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> fucking insane. Like, all of a sudden, like, we're going, all right, it's like, all right, here's the 14th hole. It's like 600 <laughs> yards. Like, you can't hit it right. Here's the 15th hole. In 1972, the FBI threatened to shoot the leader. Of the <laughs> I'm like, what? I like it. So there's like that it. video. Uh, and then there's two videos from the fried egg. Basically, it's Garrett Morrison and Andy Johnson just kind of going back, like back and forth about just how, like some of the changes they made to Southern Hills, which I'll get into very quickly. And then the last one, they interviewed Gil Hans, which I recommend if you want to get prepared about what this golf course is, what its, what its history is, and like some of the changes, I recommend go watch it. Here's the Cliff Notes version of a lot of that stuff. So they lengthened the golf course a lot. Um, it's a lot more than when I first charted this after the renovation, I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to play about 7,300 yards. I was wrong. It's going to play 7,000, it's going to play about 7,550 yards. And the par 70 is very long. Uh, to give you an idea, that's like 400 yards longer than what it was in 2007. I think it played at 7,100 yards. 
most of the yardage uh, gains on the golf course, uh, it came on the 7th, the 10th, and the 13th. Uh, the 13th is a par, th- par 5. I think that played like 540 um, back in 2007. It's 630 now. That is, yeah. That's a beast of a par 5. But it, but aren't the winds going to play into effect of that? But here's the thing. Have you looked at the par 5? Like how it's comprised? Yeah. Okay. So, yes, you will have wind. You have a small, firm green. You have two ponds right in front. You have bunkers all around it. I think it's going to be a very – I mean, if you're going forward in two, you're not hitting the green. It's going to be very difficult to hit the green in two. Especially okay. you got the Bermuda rough, which we'll talk about. Yep. If you're in that Bermuda rough, you're not hitting the green general. You're laying up. Yep. Um, I think a lot of guys are going to treat both of the par fives as three shot holes this week. Okay. Even with the firmness, even with the wind, I think there is too much downside to trying to go for the green when you're probably going to miss it anyways. And especially on 13 with those two, like, it's not like you can bounce the ball to the green. You have to fly it and it's going to be at least like 275 with the carry. Mm. So I, I don't see a big upside to trying to go for the green and two on either of them. Okay. It sounds like this sounds like the CPA in you. Okay. So <laughs> there's that. There's the ad length. There's a conversion of the greens from Bermuda to Bentgrass. Um now you think about Tulsa, Oklahoma, you're like, wait, we're gonna put Bentgrass greens in Tulsa. Kind of like in Texas. You know, it's and there's usually one or two ways you can go with this. First of all, if you want Bentgrass to stay alive, you just gotta wire the shit out of it like they did probably the Byron Nelson. Or if you ha- are just swimming in Oklahoma oil money, uh, and have Uber, you know, oodles of dollars to spend. You do something called, you create a hydronic system underneath each green. Now, what is a hydronic system? Well, it's not sub air. Sub air basically takes the moisture out and it can also pump air into the roots to make them cool. But this hydronic system, basically it's the latter part of a sub air system. Basically what it does is it's a series of coils underneath each green that can basically do temperature control of the roots. Because bentgrass, once it gets above set, the soil gets above 78 degrees, it starts to die. These coils can either heat the soil or cool it off. Because Tulsa can have very extreme weather. You know, it can have, be very cold and be very hot. Basically, these coils underneath each green are going to keep it very playable. And these greens are going to be very firm. It hasn't rained a whole lot in Tulsa. Uh, I think they're going to get a thunderstorm today and maybe a thunderstorm on Saturday, but otherwise between the wind and the, and the sun, it's going to be a very baked out golf course. Uh, these bunch of bad grass games are going to be firm, but they're going to roll really well too because of this system. Um, I think the biggest change they made to Southern Hills with the shaved down areas around East green uh, before in 2007, if you missed a green, uh, it would just stop in the rough. Now, with these shaved areas and how, like, the, the topography is with all these runoff areas, um, Gil Hance also did work around the edges of the green because sand had built up over time, basically create, like, kind of, like, little ridges and keep the ball on the green. They took those off, so now, like, all the greens are kind of, like, um, yeah, they're, they're rounded <laughs> a little bit. So if you miss kind of in the wrong spot, it's just going to start trickling, trickling, and you could f- find your ball roll of like 20, 30 yards, you know, below the putting surface. And they also add a lot of greenside bunkers too. Um, so, and it's going to be tough to get out of them too. 
Uh, and then lastly, the enhanced creek system. Now, the property itself has, I think, a couple, like, it has a main creek and a couple tributaries uh, going through it. What they decided to do, they, they expanded it, where now the creek is in play on more holes. So if you combine that with the firm fairways, firm greens, the runoff areas, and where the creeks are positioned, it's going to be very interesting once the ball hits the ground and where it goes. Because a lot of guys might hit a good shot and they just hit the wrong side of a slope or the wrong side of a fairway and Kai just keeps rolling and rolling and it'll roll into the creek. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot more penal than I think some other PGA championships we've seen or, or it, some other PGA championships at Southern Hills that we've seen because of this creek system. It's going to come into play a lot. It comes into play a lot around the greens. There's a lot of areas around the fairways where a ball can just roll through. Um, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be difficult too. Um, the greens are really small. Like I said, they average about 5,000 to 5,500 uh, square feet in area. It's smaller than PG tour standards. Um, it's going to be long. It's got Bermuda rough, which we'll talk about after another ad break. Uh, I think it's going to be entertaining and tough. And I think we'll get a very worthy champion. I'm not, I don't think there's going to be a, I don't think we're going to get a Jimmy Walker. Let's put it that way. <laughs> no, dino, no dynamite this week. No, right? no, no dynamite. So, <laughs> do you have any other questions after I ran through that? No, I mean, so, I mean, I really think kind of, I don't know, we talk so much that I don't know what's talked about, what's thought. But, I mean, I feel by, like around- by the By the way, uh, can we go back to the 13th hole? Yeah. So, the weather forecast changed. We're going to talk about it a little bit. The weather forecast changed to where only one day the wind is out of the south. Two days out of the north, and that hole's going to play into the wind. Ooh. Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about, and we'll talk about a little bit of the proximities, like where these guys are going to approach us from. That's why I think it's going to be a three-shot hole. Okay. There is no reason, if you have a 325-yard shot, where the, like to even try to get close to the green, these guys are going to lay up. Okay. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. All right, anything yeah. else? No, I mean, just, uh, I mean, it's kind of the same thing you said, the go read the, the, or I guess watch the video that I did as far as like the breakdown of the course. Like, yeah, I'm excited for, I feel like these greens are going to be so hard yeah. to stick and play. Like it's going to be, it's going to be fun to see what they, these guys do around the greens, right? Whether you're chipping or whether they're trying to pot it up it or if it rolls back down, like the mental fatigue that some of these guys are going to have, like I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It's going to be, gonna be, days it's gonna be super time. hot. It's going to be fucking windy. Like if it's windy, yeah. like I got, I got certain guys who I like in the wind. Um, and, uh, yeah. And I already, I'm already dreading this week because I'm already like thinking about like certain guys like, Oh, wind, let's go. But yeah. Is it, I, is it, is it Cam Smith? Well, yeah, I love Cam Smith. I do, but I can't get, I can't get the right number on him. I can't. Like, I, I saw fucking guys up in New York getting like boosts or Jersey fucking 50 to 1, fucking 45 to 1. I get him at 20. I'm not betting him at 20. I'll you know see, what I that, mean? that, that makes you think the sucker bet this week, which actually, after we talk, after the break, I think we're going to talk about something that might not go in his favor this week. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Fair Why don't we take a break and we'll uh, start getting into it? Okay. All right. Well, listen, we got to talk about Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You already, you probably already have a fantasy league on there, and I use it for mine. I do. That's what we do, our SGPN uh, Dynasty League, uh, which I've won one year, and it came in third last year. 
for bad breaks. Bad breaks. Uh, and, uh, and listen, it's a game-changing product, unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can even make money on Sleeper by playing the new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players you like and pick the over-under. For example, the number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter in the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two to 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about the over-under sleeper is it's the only app where I can join my buddies contest and play together. It's got built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download the sleeper app now over and to go play their new over and under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Uh, yeah, man. Listen, I like the sleep rack. It's, uh, it's solid. That's what we do the dynasty, uh, SGPN thing at. It's, uh, it's nice. All right. Very good. All right. Let's go over again some nuts and bolts of the golf course and we'll start getting into some of this, you know, agronomy stuff. So like I mentioned, it's going to play a little over 7,550 yards. Um, it's at, it's 400 yards longer than 2007 PJ championship. It holds number seven, 10 and 13. Uh, those added about 275 yards in length. Um, I think 13th is like 100 yards longer. The 10th is like 80 yards longer. And I think the 7th is like 70 yards longer. Some of them, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm just going to ask, but aren't like all the par threes super long here? Doesn't that add to the length? Yeah, all the par threes are long. Right. But, I mean, you have long par threes. You have two par fives over 600 yards. But, yeah, there's a good mix of long par fours and short par fours, okay. which is going to come into play when we talk about proximity stuff later on. Um, the agronomy or uh, the agronomy of this place. So, like I mentioned, they have bent grass greens, they have Bermuda fairways and Bermuda rough. And the Bermuda, especially with the rough, is not something that we see a whole lot in, in major championships. A lot of these True. golf courses are, you know, this cla- the classical ones like the big boy golf courses. They're on the west coast. You got Poa. Or they're in the Northeast or the Midwest. That's mostly Poa, Bents, Kentucky Bluegrass, Ryegrass, all that stuff. You're not seeing a lot of major championships south, where yeah. it would be Bermuda, Bermuda, something like that. Yeah. So, um, so sorry, you just sent me a message. Yes, we sound very good. You could have asked on the air. Well, no, I just I didn't want to have to cut. That's why I sent you the text. Okay. But keep going. No, you sound great. Okay. Yeah. So, the, since 2010, I went back because the Bermuda, I, I kind of wondered like if that had anything to do with like changing the leaderboard and everything. So, there's been three majors that feature Bermuda rough since 2010. Right. It was 2011, a major that is near and dear to your heart, Atlanta Athletic Club, won Let's by go Keys, baby. Let's yep. Go. <laughs> uh, that played... I think it was like 7,460 yards. It was a longer golf course, had Bermuda rough. Um, that was in 2011. 2012, the ocean course in Kiowa. Now, the one we just had last year, because it was in May, they oversee the rough with ryegrass. But back in 2012, it was in August, that was full Bermuda. They had the Bermuda rough. Uh, that was about 7,700 yards. Won by Rory McIlroy, 1,300. 2017 at Quail Hollow Club. Now, the difference between the Quail Hollow Club that you see in May for the Wells Fargo is, once again, the Bermuda's overseeded usually. It's got ryegrass in May. Right. In August, they had the full Bermuda. That was 7,600 yards, long golf courses. So, you have, like Southern Hills, Bermuda Rough, 
fake Bermuda rough and pretty long on the scorecard. So here's the leaderboards that shook out of both. Cause you would think, okay, long, like demanding PGA, like, all right, bombers, your ball strike, all that stuff. Okay. Here's your top tens from each of those PGAs. Let's start with 2011 Atlanta Athletic Club. Honestly, a dog shit top ten. I'm sorry, Keegan Bradley. You beat a bunch of dogs that week. All right, Keegan Bradley finished first. It's Jason Duffner. You have Anders Hansen, who I don't even know who that is. Robert Carlson. His name is Robert Carlson. He finished fourth. David His Toms. Yeah. David Toms. Scott for Plank. Adam Scott, we finally got together. Luke Donald, Lee West. Okay. Kevin Knott and DA points. Yuck. That is a snoozer top ten. DA points. A lot of scrubby names in that top ten. Yeah. So, all right, let's go to Kiwa. Rory wins. Premier player. Okay. Chat the rest of this top ten. David Lynn, who retired in 2014, like two years after that. Your boy Keegan again. Nope. Pretty good. Carl Patterson, who once they took away the belly putter, lost his entire career. Uh, Ian Poulter, Justin yeah, Adam Rose. Scott is still able to do whatever he does. It's not really fucking anger. It's a centimeter off his chest. I know. It's bullshit. Ian Poulter, Justin Rose, Blake Adams, Jamie Donaldson, Peter Hansen, Steve Stricker. Jamie Donaldson. I forgot about that. Dude. Yeah. Not exactly a murderous row of big drivers there, aren't it? No. No. And then Quail Hollow, which we all, I think, associate with big bomber golf course. So again, okay, JT won. Francesco Molinari finished second. Patrick Reed finished second. Ricky Fowler finished second. Becky finished second. Graham Dillette, who before his back troubles, he was in the top ten. Short-hitting bunter Kevin Kisner was like, I think he was like leading on Saturday. He yeah. finished in the top ten. Jason Day, who's always going to equal hell. Matt Kuchar finished in the top ten that week. Jordan Smith, who's a short-hitting, accurate player from England, he finished top ten. And Chris Stroud, a short, accurate player. No. So here's the thing that I noticed. And all of them were both long golf courses with thick Bermuda rough, and they put out leaderboards like this. Driving accuracy or accurate players actually fared pretty well at all these places. So if you look at the 32 guys on this list, only 26 of them, actually qualified for PGA Tour stats. Only seven of them ranked outside the top 100 in driving accuracy heading into all those PGAs. It was like your JTs, Justin, Jason Day, Rory, uh, Carl Patterson wasn't very accurate, Robert Carlson, Kevin Na. Everybody else was inside the top 100. And a lot, and some of these Europeans like Anders Hansen, uh, Lee Westwood, Jordan Smith, they all were very accurate on the European Tour too. Um, and you look at like who won those tournaments. Yeah. JT and Rory just, they're just ultra talented players, but Keegan, that's the guy I want to focus on. That's a guy who had a really good, decent combination of length and accuracy off the tee. So heading into the 2011 PGA, he ranked six in strokes in off the tee. He did it with, he was 99th in accuracy and 16th in driving distance. That was good for six in strokes in off the tee. And then at Atlanta athletic club, he finished 21st in driving distance and 20th in driving accuracy on the week. That combination was really good. So I think where I'm trying to make these scores, and all these guys too, by the way, hit their, they were 
they hit their irons really good overall because they tend to be more active players find fairways. Right. So I think, I think, I, I don't know if people are catching on to this, but I think like driving accuracy guys, like either like you're just the big bad bomber who can just kind of cut through the Bermuda, but I think a lot of these accuracy guys can stand a chance and might be a little undervalued in like DK this week. Yeah. Because, no, I, I think, I think that's right. I think everybody sees that number and says bombers. Yeah, exactly. Bombers, you know, and, and like you can't discount some of these guys who aren't. And, and, and what's so funny to me is like guys who are bombers, right? Like whatever, 315 and a guy hits 298. It's fucking 18 yards of distance, 20 yards of distance. Like, yeah, it makes a difference. But if he can put it in the right spot in the fairway and have a better angle to the green and not be in the rough, like why not? Right. So like I, I think like if you can get the like this the the length and accuracy guys like your John Rollins, Patrick Cantlay's like those type of guys, I think they might do pretty well. I think the firmness of the fairways too, because balls are gonna have and like how they're like undulated as well and like uh cantered. Um like balls are gonna be running into the rough, I think, a lot. And yeah. living in Florida, you know that if even if it's just like a couple yards Ooh, off the fairway, it can be fucked. It'd be a fucking foot off the fairway. It's yeah. the most frustrating thing in the world because you hit it, and you're like, okay, that looks okay. Oh, that's fine. I just trickled into the rough. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. Just fucked. I'm buried. I'm fucked. Like, I have no idea what it's going to do. There's no spin. It could be a wedge in, and there's no spin. Nothing. It's going to fly. I'm going to fly the green. I'll be chipping off the backside of a goddamn green. Yeah. Mm. So I think, I think the, just taking a guess of like, generally, like firm golf courses. Like, I looked at Quail with their driving accuracy race where that week, like with the Bermuda. And balls were through. It was about 58%. I think we're going to get that about this week just because I think it's going to be hard to hold fairways. Do you um, think it's even going to be that high? I don't know. Maybe. I'm, t- I'm taking a guess. I hope it's lower. I, well, I mean, Wingfoot was like, was like 50%. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's go 50. Or I don't think, I don't think it's be that because, because Southern Hills is much wider than Wingfoot is. But is but, it? But but the land is rolling. That's what I'm lot. saying. I don't think it's, yeah. I don't think it's actually that wider. Like it's yeah. not. I feel like I feel like it's not. Like and listen, I'm not. Listen, you're the course guy. I'm, I don't. I shouldn't even be pushing back on you. But I've watched enough videos where I'm dangerous now. Where I'm like, ooh, look at this. Ooh, look at that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I got excited about this week. And when I'm like, it looks wide, but it's it's really not that wide. Yeah. No, I I totally agree with you. But like, I'm just looking. At like I'm basically guessing what these shots are gonna look like. Right. Like until I actually see this stuff. Yeah, not gonna know, but no, I I think like I think the average driving actually distance is like sixty two percent of PGA tours. So like we're doing seeing like fifty five to fifty eight, like below average. It's gonna be tough. Yeah, so yeah, so I guess the long and short of it is you can't make the excuse that all these places were short, where like these guys have an advantage. Like these are all big boy golf courses, and you see just a bunch of scrubby bunters still finished in the top ten. I think that's important this week. I think you really have to keep in the fairway because that Bermuda rough, especially with how small these greens are, they're rounded off and how firm they are. If you're hitting out of the Bermuda rough, it is going to be so difficult. You just don't know, you just don't know what's going to happen with your ball. Exactly. Yeah. You don't know where it's going to go. You're not going to be able to spin off it. Like you're going to end up in a bunker. Like it's, it's not going to go well for you. So like I think just keeping the ball in front of you, hitting as many shots from the fairway as you can is going to be a Huge edge, and we don't see that a lot in a lot of major championships. We're like, oh, just bomb and gouge all that stuff. I, I really think it's going to matter this week. So, how much uh, money are you putting on Matthew Fitzpatrick this week? 
We'll talk about him later. <laughs> I knew you couldn't stay away. I fucking knew it. You said you weren't going to bet him, and I know you're going to bet him. All right, currently, I, I have zero dollars. Currently, cents. currently, it's fucking it's Sunday at nine o'clock. It will probably be more than zero dollars <laughs> and zero cents. Okay. Uh, All right. Why don't we take another break and then we'll uh, talk about some other stuff. Uh, I got to talk to you guys about Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, aging, all of the things. So it costs you less than three bucks a day and you're investing in your health, which is cheaper than your cold brew habit. And AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com/sgp. Again, that's athleticgreens.com/sgp to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, right. let's move on to after we spend a lot of time on off the tee performance. Let's move on to approach shot performance. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be more important, right? I have a third most important as far as what I'm handicapping this week. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, our employee is always important. Right? Always. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, there's very rare times I'm like, I'm going to ignore iron play. <laughs> yeah. No, no. But I feel like it might be more important, right? With, with the size of the greens. Yeah. It, it is. Um, but the problem is like a lot of us, I mean, you know, my spiel about proximity stats, right? And how yeah. bullshit this. You hate it until it fits your narrative. Yes. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so why don't we go into it? So okay, we don't have an approach shot distribution chart. Right. You can try and look at the one from 2007. Like, I don't even think the shot worthless. like you know, it's worthless. Yeah. It's worthless. This is the longer golf course. It's, it's different. Okay. It's worthless. So I ended up charting it out on Google Earth and guessing what they would be. Now, here's the thing. Do not Take what I say is Bible and gospel, okay? I had to factor in things like wind, the firmness of the fairways, the rollout, the warm temperatures, club choice, all that stuff. That is essentially a guess. It's not just say, okay, all right, I'm going to go from tee box to 300 yards. This is the approach at distance. No. I think there's a lot of options of how you can play certain holes. I think yeah. if you want to lay back you know, a little bit or try and carry some bunkers, you can do that. Without rolling balls on the fairways, I'm not sure how far it's going to roll out. I'm taking a best guess. So here's what I came up with, though. And I base this based off of two days of south winds and two days of north winds. So I might have to redo this because I think it's going to be one day of south winds, one day of west winds, and two days of north winds. But I ran it a couple different scenarios, and it didn't change much, so I think this is pretty solid. Okay. I have 18% of approach shots less than 125 yards. I have 25%, 125 to 150. I have 18%, 150 to 175. I have 17%, 175, 200. I have 22%, 200 plus. So how did I come up with some of this stuff? Well, like you mentioned, some of the par threes are pretty long. Uh, I think that makes up most of my 200 plus yard proximity stat. Uh, I think there's another long, couple long par fours that I think, depending on where the wind goes, probably going to play over 200. Um, so there's that. 
There's also a good mix of shorter par fours, though. I think number nine is under 400 yards. I think number five is under 400. There's a couple of their under 400. Right. So that's the shorter Wedge. ones. Wedge play. Yeah. Yep. So there's that. There's some medium ones, too. But I think what was tricky, and we kind of talked about this earlier, was how do we do the par fives? Because they're both over 600 yards. Uh, one of them goes from an east to west direction. So if it's north or south, it's going to be a crosswind. That's going to be pretty tricky to play. I think guys are going to have to kind of weigh if they want to, you know, have some risk rewards. If it's a south wind, the ball is going to want to push towards the creek. There's a lot of bunkers around both, you know, uh, so there's that. Uh, and then the 13th, even if there is a helping wind, there are t- two big ponds right in front of the green where you can't bounce the ball into the green. You right. have to fly it onto a small, firm green with bunkers everywhere that with some runoffs too. So I don't think looking at like long approach shot proximity for those holes is useful because I think you're missing the green. I just don't think it really matters. So okay. I think on those holes, I think the proximity is actually from like 125 to 150, like a wedge. And there's also the consideration too that if I think the fairway miss percentage is going to be relatively high, if you're heading out Bermuda, you're probably not going to be hitting the green anyway. So what good is the proximity stat? So I'm not even really looking at proximity stats this week. I don't think it matters. I think there's too much noise. First of all, there's too much noise in the stat. I think that guys are missing their fair share of greens. I think just what I put on paper, I think it's pretty spread out in general. Because I think Gil Hans kind of did a pretty good job because he's a pretty damn good architect. Giving a variety of shots instead of just like your Reese Jones, you're sending long irons over and over and over. Um, I think the Bermuda Roth, you're just going to miss the green anyways. So I'm just looking at just general iron play. Okay. Are you just solid? Right. A- any pushback on any of that stuff? No, but I mean, I guess a little bit. Like, I mean, just because you're in the Roth doesn't mean you're completely fucking dead. Like, these guys are PGA professionals. It's not me and you out there in the Bermuda Roth, right? I mean, you can still True. hit a green. Uh, like, and, and, and listen, and like you said, most times it does go to the bottom, but you'll also get – these lies that sit up in a nice little, a nice little tuft, it, it, it will. And, and it'll be like, oh, this is like hitting off a tee, right? So, I mean, it, it does happen. And I don't know, like, I don't know. I, I feel like, I don't know. I, listen, once again, not a course guy. It's hard for me to even push back on you. So I, I was, that's why I'm like, should I push back? I feel like he's going to be, I feel like he's going to play shorter. Yeah, I think it will play shorter. So I think that, Helps when I, you know, basically said, okay, there's actually the probably more shots right. on 150 yards than you would think for a 7,500 yard right. course. Right. So, and, and I yeah. don't think coming out of the rough, you're dead to rights. Like, I don't think you're just going to miss it. Like, it, it just depends on your lie, which is impossible to fucking predict. Impossible. Right. And so, so I, I think you're, you're not dead. I think it's very difficult because you're not going to get any spin out of the rough and the greens are very small. Yeah. So, that, but these, but these, but I, these guys can, I think the, I don't know how useful it is. But these guys can these guys can play it short and have it chip and run up. You know what I mean? A lot of these greens are raised. There's bunkers in front. Like, yeah. you can't really run some of these balls and bounce it up. Like a mm-hmm. wing foot, you had all these greens that like had big mouths and you could kind of run it up, kind of like there. Here, like there's front bunkers. There's bunkers. Like just uh, there's a ton. He, they there's add a, a lot of, of bunkers. Yeah, yeah, they add a mm-hmm. lot of greens. But like I think a lot of them had like four or five bunkers like around yeah. them. Like, yeah. Like the the area to actually like bounce the ball to a green is really tiny. But wouldn't most wouldn't most PGA guys want to be out of bunkers anyway? 
Yeah, but, well, that's the point. Maybe you want to weigh. But, but that, okay, that, that you just you just made my point for me. What is the point of a proximity stat if they're probably going to end up in a bunker? No, I didn't say they're probably going to end up in a bunker. I know, I mean, but like they you said, they want to prefer to be in a bunker, so maybe they're aiming for that. So what's the, what's the point of using proximity stats? Like, why would I care about like, all right, this guy's a 150 yard shot yeah. when he's aiming for a bunker? Yeah, or he's right. probably going to miss the green anyways. All right. So that that's just me. I, I don't. No, think listen, practice. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just listen. I'm I'm still in the figure it out fucking phase. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I think I'm just gonna out. take just good iron players in general. That's I think good, there's a lot. Of, a good strategy. Of I think there's a lot of variables where I don't want to just focus on like I don't know long approach players. Yeah. yeah. I think there's enough evidence to suggest there's going to be some shorter shots too, and I think just coming out of this rough and just how the greens are shaped and. I think they're going to miss a lot of greens. I, I don't want to pigeonhole myself. No, uh, yeah, no, you definitely don't want to do that, right? And, and right. Yeah, that's fine. And then, and then around the green, we kind of have already referenced. I think this is the most important stat I'm going to look at all all week. Um, kind of like with Augusta National, when I walked the golf course and saw how just all the runoff areas, the tight lies, like it's doable. If you're in a bunker, if you're out like a tight light, it's doable for somebody who's really good at it. But if you're just bad at it, you get exposed. Yeah. And I think like all these videos we talked about and like just people who have seen the golf course, they all say Gus National, Gus National, just a lot of these things. And like around the green game is so important there. And yeah. if you don't have, if you are good around the green, Post. I'm not going to consider you. Post. I will make one exception though. Okay. Who? Okay, so Colin Morikawa looks awful, absolutely awful on the around the green stats. Yep. However, he was really good at Riviera, and he was really good at Augusta this year around the green. No. If you can chip your way around Augusta National and Riviera, you can do it anywhere. Yeah, so I, would, I, I would agree with that. So I think that's important. I think so, too. I think you, like, drill down a little more on these guys. See how, because there are two years of data at least strokes gain data at Augusta National, and there's a lot of Riviera stuff. If they're relatively pretty good at those two places, because both of them feature firm greens or some tight lies, they're very tricky around those places. If you can do it at both places, you probably do it here. But when was the last time we saw more Augusta, right? Augusta? Uh, we saw, I mean, technically that bullshit Zurich event. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. Uh, then it was Augusta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was only like a month ago. No, no. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, like I said, so uh, kind of cap all this off. What am I looking for in order of importance around the green game? Like I said, like if, if you struggle around the green, around bunkers, off tight chipping lies, I don't want you this week. I don't want Victor Hovland. I, I just no, no, he's immediately no. Like I don't think he's going to be able to hit enough greens and regulation. Because it's a low number to overcome just how bad he is around the green sometimes. Well, so, what if what if everybody's missing those greens? And but he's so good at hitting greens, right? What if he can negate? What if he hits more greens than other guys? And so that way he's not. He'd, he'd off ha- the I, th- I think he would have to hit a very high number. Think so? Yeah. Now <laughs> the one thing going for him though, he's pretty. He has a good combination of length and accuracy. Does that's what I I just I think he's just in order to actually like win the tournament. Yeah, he's gonna cost himself. 
Okay. Listen, I'm with you. Like he was one of my first cross offs, but then like when I think of my first cross offs, I'm like, all right, well, what's my counter argument? Like if I were to make a counter argument. No, I agree. I think the path for him is he just is head and shoulders better ball striker than everybody. And he hits the ball so straight. He does. And that's, that is the key. I will give you that. But yeah. I think around the green, just if I'm using a lot of the stuff I use for Augusta National around the green and okay. I use that. Uh, two types of players off the tee. If you're just someone who gains a ton of strokes off the tee, you're just one of these big baddie bombers, like fine. Okay. You're cool. But I'm not going to just write you off if you're just one of these short bunters. No. Kind of like I talked about at all yeah. those leaderboards, there were a ton of just scrubby short knockers. Yeah. And I think it has something to do with the Bermuda Rough. That's the common link of all those places. Okay. And I think a lot of those guys are going to be undervalued in DFS because I think people are going to say, oh, just bomb a gouge, all this stuff, long golf course. I think some of those shorter guys can still stand a chance, especially okay. with the firmer fairways and with how these fairways are cancered. you got to actually aim for the right side of these things. Otherwise, it's going to start rolling into a place you don't want it to be. Yep. Uh, okay. If you're somebody like I, – I know somebody right out there at the top of my head, Terrell Hatton. Listen, like 298 is not short. You're talking about somebody. He hates, he hates Augusta. Okay. Well, no, I, this is a, just let me finish. Carol Hatton to only 298 off the box, which is not short. No. He has been hitting it so badly. Like he's not hitting it straight. Like his, all his driving action numbers are bad. Like that's somebody I don't want this week. Okay. Okay. That's and what he, I And he hates Augusta. And he hates Augusta. I mean, it doesn't mean he doesn't hate this place, but well, you know what? Let's talk about that. So he said that he thought good shots weren't rewarded right. at Augusta National. Well, good shots aren't going to be rewarded this week. Correct. Yeah. I'm all off that, my boy Terrell. That shit's going to happen. I'm off my all boy right. Terrell this week. All right. Once again, uh, I need a chart on, on what courses fit his eye, as he constantly says. Florida, the Middle East, and England. That's really about it. Sounds good. Let's go. Uh, just good iron players in general. I'm not pigeonholing myself into a proximity stat this week. I think okay. there's too much noise, and I think there's going to be a wide variety of shots. And a lot of it's going to depend on how the wind blows. Uh, and then good players on bad grass services. Yep. That's really, that's, that's it. That's really what I'm looking for. Would you? I, I think that's the secret sauce this week. I think this, I think, I think you're on something with the not just the bombers. Yeah. No, I, 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 I those three leaderboards, I yeah. don't think it's a coincidence with the Bermuda Rock. It's spit out those guys. Yeah. Yeah. So I like it. I like right. it. Okay. Why don't we take one more break and then we'll uh finish things up? Well, we're gonna play the game that you said is gonna trigger me. Well, we're so. gonna get your leans. I will do a quick weather report and then uh we'll uh <laughs> yep. I want to play a game. I want to play a game. All right. All right. Let's <laughs> That's right. I I'm pretty sure. Well, actually, I don't even know. Our audience is typically younger than us, so maybe they don't know what that is. Uh, so did you guys know that browsing online and using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without the added security, you might as well. Give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the Internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the Internet, encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history will be completely shielded, falling into the wrong hands. Once again, Putin. 
Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. And you can use it on unlimited devices, including your Fire Stick. And so whether I'm at home or I'm in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. And they're offering us set an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use, and all you, all you have to do is tap a button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. So stop sharing with the world everything you stream, search for, and buy. Take your privacy back with a brand rate of 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% off savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. Okay. All right. I'll just give a quick weather report yeah. uh, before we get into some of your leans. So the leading up to the tournament, uh, I think they're going to get maybe a thunderstorm tonight. Golf course should be dried out by the time we get to it on Thursday. It's going to be sunny. It's going to be windy. It's going to dry out pretty quick. Um, as far as the tournament goes during the week, uh, Thursday, it's going to be 89 degrees. Looks like you're going to have a south wind, 15 to 30 miles per hour. Uh, so if you look at Google Earth, you can kind of see like how those holes will play. A south wind will make 13, the par 5 plate downwind, number one's downwind. Um, and then 9 and 18 are both into the wind. 18 is going to be a brutal hole into the wind. 18 is going to destroy people. It, I, can't, it is. I, can't, I can't wait for Sunday. Like, you saw those videos? Yeah. 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 Well, because the problem is even if you have like the wind at your back, because of where the bunker in the creek is, like you can't go that far. Or else you're gonna run into it. It's gonna be beautiful. Oh, it's wait. gonna mess with these guys so bad. You can't wait. Alright, so Thursday you have 89 degrees, a south wind 15 to 32 miles per hour. Friday looks 32 west- miles an hour. It's insane. Yeah. So Friday, west northwest wind, which is actually gonna make number four the par five play into the wind. So that's not a three shot hole. And that's going to be 12 to 30 miles per hour. So again, more wind. Saturday, I think because the cold fronts come through, it's only going to be 72 degrees, but now you have a northeast wind 10 to 20 miles per hour. So the wind, the start of the turn was from the south, and it's now completely flipped around to the north. It's going to play completely different. And then Sunday, another north, uh, a south, or I'm sorry, on Sunday, the wind flips again, 10 to 25 miles per hour out of the south. It's going to fuck with these guys all week. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. It's not going to play the same. Yeah, it's, we're going to go south wind, south, heavy south wind, heavy west wind, heavy north wind, heavy south wind. I think there's going to be some chaos because I think where the wind like might shift might favor some certain guys. I'm not good enough to pick exactly who it would be. But I think it's just going to change every day. I think you're going to get some shakeups. Like, I, I think it's going to be a really... Really entertaining and hopefully profitable tournament. We'll see. But, you know, I think it's going to be a good one. It's going to be much yeah. better than we saw this week. Listen, I enjoyed this week. Okay. It is I what it is. Did. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, I didn't come in, I didn't go into this weekend thinking it was going to be a tough task. It's fun to make it, guys go out and see birdies every once in a while. I know I bitch about it too, but like, listen, whatever. It's fine. Okay. I knew it. Now, I will, I will say this. Hopefully this weather forecast holds because on Sunday night, they're expecting an inch and a half of rain. So let's keep that far, far away from this forecast. Because otherwise, there's a threat of a thunderstorm maybe in the afternoon, but it might just roll through pretty quick. Uh, Friday, 
I don't think there's much of a chance of rain. And Thursday, no real chance of rain. Let's keep that golf course firm, baby. God. All right. All right. right. What about you? What's your initial leans? I mean, so my biggest thing is I want somebody who's good around the greens, right? Like, I mean, that's my biggest thing that I'm focusing on. So it is, as everybody says, like a magic beans week. Like, who can get it done? Who's Who can see the shot? After they miss the green, they roll off and they're fucking on the backside. They're 30 yards away and they got to shoot up and hit on a certain shelf, right? Like, who's good at that? Who do I know is good at that? Who do I trust is good as that? Like, that's really where I'm focusing so much of my attention on this week. Um, I mean, I don't know fucking how you can't bet speed. I don't know how you can. Career Grand Slam played fucking great this week. Missed his normal... Two fucking two over the weekend within three foot butts. Mm. But is there anybody you trust being able to get up and down from a fucking weird spot more than speed? Yeah, it's true. Oklahoma and Texas are basically the same place, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Yeah. I'm sure we just offended a lot of people, but listen from people outside of the area. No, like topo- the topography wise, <laughs> agronomy wise. I know the Red River. I know the Red River shootout's a big thing, but no, like, it, from a golf course perspective, it's. Yeah. If you put Southern Hills in Texas, it would look completely It would look different. normal, right? Yes. So, so I bet, I bet, I bet, I got 24 with speed today. Okay. Hammered that. Um, I got a, I got a Burns from a while ago at 66, but yeah. I think that's fucking worthless at this point. Um, okay. how come Ram isn't getting talked about so much? He should be. He should be, right? I think because his number is still low, but like you his talk numbers, about a guy. I think, I think it's going to drift. You talk about, I hope it drifts. You oh, talk about a guy so. who keeps, who hits a ton of fairways and can put it out there. It's a nice draw. It's That's a nice him. draw, fucking low in the wind. That's him. Dude, I was looking today, uh, 11% DK ownership. 11%. I'm, if he, we is, might, we might make our guests very mad tomorrow. Oh no, Andy's not. I know, I know, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. he's very level-headed. Yeah, yeah, he's fine with that. I'm, I'm um, just dude, if if Ram is anything less than fifteen percent, I might just, I might just put, I literally might push all my chips in the middle and lock button Ram. I don't hate. I I really like Ram this week too. I know I mean, that's I know that's stupid because like it's yeah. twelve to one. But, but I don't like, that's, like, this is the first time I've gone into a week. I'm like, I really like Rom in a long time. In a minute. In a long time. A I've, been, I've been off him for a little bit. And this is the first time I'm like, all right, I, I can kind of see it with how I think this golf course is going to set up. And he's got that length and accuracy. He finally but, scrambled well in Mexico. Like He did. And so, like, I just wonder, will the scrambling in Mexico translate? Yeah, so that is past Pollum. Right. And like, it's a little and like different. that, and that's the thing, like, we've seen like Victor Hovland do well on past palms, so maybe it's bullshit. Right. And so, that's, like, I want to dig a, that's, I want to, I want to dig a little deeper than that. We can talk about them uh, tomorrow, Tuesday. I know, but I think, stuff. I think the first battle is hit it as far as you can out there and keep it in the fairway. And man, that guy just does it. He oh, does. Yeah. And then, uh, so I like you, uh, I got down on Decky at 40 to one. Dude, I, I like him a lot. Dude, he looked fucking good this weekend. He did. He looked he did. good. 
And you want to talk about a guy who probably should have won one of those Bermuda, yeah. Bermuda PGAs. Yep. That was Hideki. Yep. He also can hit it long and straight. Yep. And yep. that fucking and that magical five three whatever the fuck he hits from two mm. fucking twenty to two forty and sticks it within six feet on every par five that he needs to. Yep. Oh, oh baby. Tedley butts putts well on that grass. Yep. Good scrambler, just like at Augusta. Yep. Yeah. I like Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. And, like, I want Cam Smith for his magic beans, and he's my favorite golfer. He's won me two bets this year already. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't get a good number on him. I can't find him anywhere. I'm hope like, I just can't. Like I said, I saw those assholes up in Jersey, New York, that, like, yeah. you know, had access to, like, 50 to 1. I'm not paying 21 when I already have, when I already have a fucking, uh, speed to 24. I want to bet Rom, and I got decade at 40. So that's actually best. That gives me a little wiggle room. And I don't so count could, Sam Burns. I don't like whatever. That that yeah, was money I, I spent fucking eight months ago. That's yeah. So what concerns me about Cam Smith though is kind of what we talked about a lot tonight with that Bermuda rough, and he's pretty erratic off the tee. He lives fucking five miles from my house. He plays Bermuda all the time. Okay. He is familiar with it. I guarantee you that. I know two guys who play with him all the time. Okay. All right. He's familiar, but is he good out of it? I don't fucking know. He so he looks good next to the two schmucks I know that play. So. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, okay. All right. I'm just that. That's my concern. Yeah. When was the last time we saw him? Uh, well, the Zurich, no, no, but no. Harbor Town, he missed the cut. Missed the cut. I like that. Okay. You want to just get into it right now? What are we getting into? My game. Oh, the game. Okay, All right. Let's go with the okay. game. Okay. So let's first go over some PGA Championship trends of the last 12. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, come on. Stop it. Fine. All right. 12 of the last 12 PJ champions made the cut in their final start before a tournament. Now, here is where we need to have a little discussion. Okay. Does the Zurich count? No, it doesn't. I count. say it doesn't count, and I did not use it in this game. It, no, does it abs- not absolutely does not count. Sorry, it doesn't count. Sorry, Xander, okay. it doesn't count. Okay. So, and including like in your last five events, too, I excluded the Zurich. Okay. Because I feel like that fucked us up. Did we do this? Exercise last year and, and we yeah, counted the Zurich. The Phil one. Like, it's just yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. maybe we threw off the whole butterfly flaps and swings in Thailand creates a thing. Well, so here's the thing. Dies. And, and we, this is the most peculiar and bizarre trend as there is, but Phil fit this perfectly. 12 of the last 12 PJ champions missed a cut at least once in their last five events leading up to the tournament. Okay. And Phil did it. There you go. Okay. Uh, 11 of the last 12 PJ champions finished at least inside the top 30 in their last start before the tournament. So okay. showed a little bit of form. Uh, 11 of the last 12 PJ champions had at least one win, individual stroke play win, not a team event, uh, in the last two years before the tournament. And 10 of the last 12 had multiple wins in the last two years before the PJ. Uh, 10 of the last 12 PJ champions were ranked inside the top 50 in the world before a tournament. And 9 of the last 12 were ranked inside the top 25. So, shocker. Really good players tend to win the PGA. <laughs> so weird. Okay. So weird. Uh, 10 of the last 12 PGA champions had at least one top 10 in the major prior to winning. Sorry, Victor Hovland. And, uh, nine of the last 12 had at least three prior to, t- prior top 10s in majors for winning. Sorry, Patrick Cantlay. It's true. You only said two. Okay. Sorry. Nine of the last 11 PGA champions made the cut in the previous major they played. The only exception is Keegan. The one that doesn't make the list is Keegan Bradley because he won his debut because he's a stud. Because he's a stud. He's a stud. stud. Who, can't clo- 
He's a stuff he can't close at Potomac. Hey, Cameron, listen, why are you listening to this tonight? Can we get Keegan Bradley on here? There is literally no bigger fan on the entire planet other than me. Cameron, do your job. Go get go get him as a guest. Let's go. That's true. <laughs> we'll see how he goes. Uh, nine less twelve PJ champions are less than thirty years old. Yeah, I saw I, I saw somebody say something about that. Yeah. So that kills your boy, Rory. Sorry. Well, I know. No, no, well, that's fine. Well, that you killed, you killed, you killed Cantley, so I kill Rory. Well, that, that kills your boy Cantley too. He's also Can't, 30. No, he's, he's not. 30. Yeah, he's 30. No, he's not. Is he? Do you want, char- do you want charity bet this? No, absolutely not. You seem very confident. Yeah, Is he really 30? I mean, he looks like he's fucking 40, but. Or like, March 17th, 1992, he is 30 years old. Oh, by two months. Yeah. Cross the threshold. Win. But you know what's also about 30? The deck is also about 30, too. It's fine. That's fine. That's probably a bullshit one, to be honest, but whatever. Okay. We'll find out. Um, nine of the last 12, PJ James had at least one top 10 finish in the last five events for a tournament. Okay. So with all that said, Rory, let's start Jackie. crossing off some names. All right. Okay. Let's start with the ones that are the most, you know, the 12 for 12 ones that we're going to go yeah, to the ones that, yeah, yeah. Okay. Did you make the cut in your last start? And if we're not including the Zurich, we're going to say goodbye to the following people. Well, not, we're not going to go everybody, but like, here's some big names. Cam yeah. Smith did not make the cut of the heritage. Your last individual struggling that you're out. Oh. Uh, Kapka did not make the cut at the Masters. Brooks ain't winning shit. I know. Uh, Sam Burns missed the cut at Byron Nelson. Yeah. Bye-bye. Wills Altoris missed bye-bye. the cut at Byron Nelson. Bye-bye. You're out. Uh, and then Siwoo Kim. Yeah. Sorry, missed a cut this week. He wasn't going to win this week. All right. Now we're going to get rid of people based on the bizarre trend. Right, have go. you missed a cut? Have you been too good the last five starts <laughs> that you haven't got that miscut out of your system? So we're saying that, that makes sense, though. Think about it. You know what I'm saying? Think about any other sport. Well, we'll do. We'll do. We'll do. You know what I mean? Just, I'm just going to get rid of like really good names. Scheffler. Right. JT, Rom, Lowry, Neiman, like all these guys have been really hobbling. Like Corey Connors, you've been too good. Sorry. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, 11 of the last 12 PG winners had at least one individual stroke play win in the last 24 months. I didn't do the, mo- actually, I did the, did the multiple later. Okay. So the ones who have, don't have a, although you know what? Do we count the Olympics? No, we don't fucking count the Olympics. Absolutely not. Why not? We don't. He beat, a, he beat a good field. I don't give a fuck. It's fine. Listen, I, I, that's another guy who I think, I think right, I might well, have bet him. I think I, I might have bet him yesterday. I think I might have bet Xander right, yesterday. Well, you know what? But I'm not Xander, counting the fucking Olympics. Okay. Well, Xander's going to get crossed off later anyways for something else. So hold on. I need to update this thing. This is great for live radio. I know. Okay. All right. We are good now. All right. So guys who. Oh, Jesus Christ. Steve. All right. Okay. All right. We're, we're, all right. We're, we're, back. we're back. All right. So Keegan Bradley. The man. Does the not, the legend. He does not have a win in the last 24. Cam Young just hasn't won. 
the kid's like twenty three. Cam Scott, Hanley. Yeah, those guys are out. Okay. Hanley never wins. I know. Okay. All right. Uh, you finish inside the top thirty in your last start. What is this? How many of the winners did this? Uh, ten of twelve. Okay. Morikawa, you're out. DJ, you're out. And then Abe Answer, Seth Shaka. Abe Answer. I know. Are you inside the top 50 in the OWGR? By the way, we are down to seven guys now. Can I can tell you real? Yeah, we're down to seven mm-hmm. guys. I already fucking know two of them, but keep going. All right, are you inside the top 50 in the OWGR currently? We don't eliminate anybody. All seven guys are currently inside the top 50. Do you have a major or a top ten in a major before? Goodbye, Jason Kokrak. Yeah. And there's bunkers all over the place. Fuck out of here. Okay. Have, right, so have, have fun on the live door, you asshole. You cost me a matchup. Okay. All right, we're down to six guys. Yeah. Do you have multiple wins? This is uh nine of the last twelve PG Champions had multiple wins in the last uh, over the last two years. In- <laughs> you laughed at me. I mean, Phil Mickelson won twice in the Champions Tour. But whatever. Yeah, it doesn't count. Okay, fine. Care. It doesn't count. So nine, nine with the asterisk. Don't care. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Doesn't count. We're eliminating two guys, Xander and Jordan Spieth. Don't have multiple wins in the last ten years or uh, two years. I was like ten years, absolutely. Yeah, two years. Okay. So now we're down to four guys. Yeah. So we got Rory. We got. Oh, let me just keep going. Okay. Did you make the cut in the last major you played in? All four guys did. Yeah. Okay. Are you less than 30 years old? Oh, Roy's cut now. And we cut three of the four to leave one. Who? Rory, you're out. Cantley, you're Can't out. You're out. He's out. And then do you have a top ten at least once in your last five? This last guy did. Who have I not crossed out yet? I don't know. Matthew Fitzpatrick. Oh, fuck off. Are you fucking <laughs> serious? Dude, listen. Just give me your action. This okay. kid is... All right. No, 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 no. I, I'm not... He's not going to win the PGA. He's not winning no. the PGA. No. So, how about... You're 100%. You're 100% shadow betting that, though. No, there is... There is... You fucking... Okay. All right. Okay. How about, a top, how about a top 10 bet on Matthew Fitzpatrick? this week? No, I don't care about Why it. I'm not, not? making a charity bet. around the green. He's accurate. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not making a charity bet. I'm saying you're shadow betting him to win. No, I'm not. I'm not going to. He's not going to win the PGA. I'm going to bet him then. Okay, fine. Bet him. No, I'll bet him top 10. I think he's going to do well this year. I think he's finishing top top, top 10. I mean, he's not going to win. He's not going to actually win. Okay. Yeah, I I actually, there's no way I'm actually putting real dollars on Matthew Fitzpatrick to win. Top top 10, though, positional? I can see it. All right, whatever. You just hate it. Okay. How about something? I don't hate him. Okay, how about something more useful? How about guys who actually fit a lot of these criteria, okay? No. The only guy who fit all of them is Matthew Fitzpatrick. The guys who fit nine of them. Rory, who the only one who's missing is the age thing. Cantley, Hideki, too. Age thing. Yeah. Um, Morikawa didn't finish inside the top 30s last start. That's the only thing he missed. Yeah. Scheffler, the only thing he missed is he's been too good. Has not too good. Much. Yep. Too good. Same thing winning, with JT. Winning every tournament yeah. he shows up at. Same thing with JT, same thing with Rom. Otherwise, they satisfy all those criteria. Uh, Spieth misses on, he has had multiple wins in the last two years, and he did not make the cut in the Masters. Otherwise, it hits, it fits everything. Wait, you're supposed to miss the cut. 
No, 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 no. You have to make the cut in the last major you played. They missed the cut. Okay. 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 Yeah. But he has missed a cut in one of his last five starts. But he, you got to make the cut in the last major. That's the criteria. Okay. Uh, DJ missed in because he did not play well in Byron Nelson. He also is over the age of 30, but he's got eight. Okay. Uh, Daniel Berger, uh, did not finish. He's been hurt though. He didn't finish inside the top 30. And he is actually over the age of 30. Yeah, Burgess sucks. out. Yeah, Burgess sucks. Or no, I'm sorry. He, uh, he has not missed a cut, but he didn't finish his night top 30. So he's out. Burgess sucks. Burgess. And then Cam Smith makes the list because he's been playing well. Because he's uh, fucking the man. He's, he has two wins in the last fucking three months. Yeah, he, do, he does. Uh, he did not make the cut in his last start though, and he didn't finish inside the top 30. Wasn't, wasn't his fault. And then Xander, uh, if you don't, if you count the Olympics win, he finished eighth. He does have multiple wins, and he did not make the cut of the Masters, his last major. So those are the guys with at least eight. Fine. It's a good list. I mean, obviously. It's a good list. It, it's a good list. It weeds down to just really good I will, players. I will play. never put one red fucking cent on Matthew Fitzpatrick for his first fucking win in the United States to be the PGA Fucking championship. I get it. I thought that's why I, I will was, hang myself from my roof if that happens. Okay, don't do that. It's just golf, okay? Right. No, that's why I said this elimination game would be good content because I was, I laughed when that's what it spit out. I know you're going to bet him. I know it. You will no, not. I'm not, I'm not going to bet him outright. I'm not betting him I'm outright. Right now, I guarantee you, you're going to bet him outright. You're going to shadow it and you won't even tell anybody until you text me on like a Sunday when he's a contestant. Okay, like, how about the offline? Offline, no tout cash. No. I bet Fitzpatrick First live. of all, I bet, I bet Fitzpatrick live on Friday. If he dips <laughs> below 60, fine. But I'm not betting him pre tournament. Okay. Okay. No. okay. I, I will probably have a, I will very likely have a position on him though. Okay. Which right. is, I think you would agree is reasonable. Yes. Whatever. Just stop being stubborn. That sucks. I don't care. Doesn't suck. Sucks and blows. Sucks and blows. You suck and blow. All right. Anything else, buddy? No, that's it, brother. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, well, tomorrow we got the DFS show with Andy Lack. Tuesday we have betting show with Pamela Maldonado of the Auto Sports. Jam packed week. I'm very excited. Hopefully, you guys got some good info tonight. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, man. You guys know where to find me. Uh, Boston underscore Capper on Twitter. Um, We're gonna figure out some sort of contest to go this week. It'll probably have to do with reviews. Um, maybe we'll give you guys some cash, something like that. I'll make it super easy since, uh, filling out, I don't know, a, whatever it was last time was too hard to win a $500 goddamn driver. Lazy bums. Uh, so maybe we'll just make it super easy with reviews, Twitter handles, and cash. And maybe you could do that. Cause we do a lot for you guys, man. Spread the word. Hook us up. Let's go. Reviews mean a lot to us, man. Five stars, one star. I don't give a shit. But, uh, whatever. Let's do it. And PGA week, baby. Let's fucking Go and good week, man. We're gonna crush those pictures. Let's go.